from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your financial life, your professional life, and your relational life. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell is my co-host. He is my colleague, Ramsey Personality. The number to jump in is 888 888-825-5225. I'll warn you, George and I like to have fun. Uh, so, you know, we, we might just laugh a little bit with you. We may laugh at you. Uh, we you may know. laugh at each other, which, by the way... We like to laugh at each other. Don't take it personally, Ken. People get offended. Oh, no. They go, wow, Ken and George are really... There's some beef there. They say this? There's no beef. They don't say that. No, no one's ever said No, because there's no beef. They'll make stuff there's up. There's no beef. We like hanging out. This we actually... basically vegan. That's how little beef there is oh, on geez. the show. See, you had to go ruin it. I was really liking the direction we were going. But no, we had dinner together. The, the, the Coleman's and the Camels. That's true. It was a great time. Stacy is incredible. And uh, I know you're a big fan of Whitney, my wife. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying Stacey's incredible. You're not so much. You were there, too. I was there. Stacey is incredible, and I was just there. But it was George's favorite restaurant. And I got to tell you, folks, trust George when he makes a food recommendation. When I make any recommendation. Well, I don't make them lightly. I don't know about everything. Okay. But it was a great re- great restaurant. Uh, Leslie joins us as we start this hour off in Yuma, Arizona. I like saying that word. I'm not going to lie to you. Leslie, how can we help? Hello, Dave. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, we um, want to build um, a four-unit apartment complex. And with the current market and the prices uh, for these things have been uh, getting up and down, and uh, we, we just don't know if it's a good time for us to build right now um, or if we should wait. So okay. why do you want to build a fourplex? Um, well, we already own um, a small commercial building that's being rented in a little smaller town, and um, it has some land on the back, and we see it as an opportunity to build there. We already have the four, the floor plans. We paid around $18,000, and we just don't know whether we should wait or Okay, so is this deal. is this strictly an investment property, or do you plan on living there? No, no, we we already have a house. Um, is it paid uh, off? We, do you have a mortgage on it? Um, yes, uh, we currently owe like three hundred and ten thousand for the house, and then for the commercial um, building, which is currently being rented, we owe um, ninety seven thousand. Okay. And then we owe 25000 uh for a car. Okay. What's this fourplex going to cost? Uh, around 360000 And how much are you going to put down on that? Um, they're telling us that they need around 25% equity, but they can, since it's in the same property, they'll do a, like a, one loan and they'll, they'll take into account their equity. Okay. Well, Leslie, I got to tell you, to me, this plan sounds like a nightmare because you're sitting here with Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and then planning on going hundreds of thousands more in debt with nothing down, with multiple mortgage payments to pay, with car loan debt. So, I mean, if you're following the Ramsey plan, we're going to pay cash for any investment properties and we're going to do that once our current home is paid for. And so we are not, Mm -hmm. uh, we're not in the business of nothing down real estate and, you know, we want to do it the smart way. And if you've heard Dave Ramsey's story, you'll know that he's done done with uh, with some zeros on the end and went bankrupt. 
because he got a little fancy with his real estate deals. And that's what I'm worried for you guys is putting yourself in a financial bind, going further into debt with this fourplex. Because you're talking, you're going to be close to a million dollars in debt by the end of this. Mm, yes. Well, we both make over $200,000 and we don't know anything other than the house. Uh, the house is worth around uh, 500000 so everything you just heard George said bounced right off of you because you think, well, we make over 200000 This is a good move for us. So I, I just want to push. You heard what George said. We're not going to change our opinion on this. We don't want anybody to go into debt. But I just want to try to make a financial case by asking you a question. What do you, what do you think you're going to make? What do you guys plan to clear uh, on the fourplex? Let's just run the numbers. What do you think your mortgage is going to be or what have they told you it is? And then what do you think you're going to clear on it? Mm-hmm. Well, we think the mortgage is going to be around 2100 plus water, repairs, insurance, and taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking we are going to have like around $905. That's what you're going to clear each month is $900. Yes. So we're going to go hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to, make, to clear 900 a month? Yes. Does that make pay, sense to you? You're going to pay more than that at interest alone on this deal, which is going to be higher because mm-hmm. it's an investment commercial loan. So I, I just don't feel good about this. No, I, I know. I know we don't. I mean, I'm Leslie, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot on purpose. Does that make mm-hmm. sense to you when you look at the risk versus reward? It's a simple risk-reward question. To risk all of that debt to clear $900 a month, does that seem like a good risk-reward scenario for you well the way i saw it is that the the apartments they were they were going to get paid with the rent so that would be in addition to having those apartments being paid on their own there's no such thing as a free lunch leslie and one thing goes wrong the roof the hvac a renter doesn't pay and you got four renters now there's a lot more to worry Mm -hmm. about there's four times as many complaints and issues and repairs and maintenance and this just scares me having a million dollars in debt now you can do whatever you want and you guys might just be fine but man following the ramsey plan you got to be out of consumer debt we're going to get an emergency fund we're going to pay off the current house, our primary residence. We're going to be investing for the future. And I think right now, truthfully, you're starry-eyed looking at the just napkin math of, well, what if we built a fourplex and what, it, what would it do for us financially? You guys are doing great financially. Let's utilize this income to pay off our debt. Then how much faster can we save up and pay cash for investment properties and do it the right way with very little risk? That's what I want for you guys. Yeah. George, what is the, what's the pull? I mean, she's, she's a smart lady. But there's always a pull on this. You know, it, it's like... Well, in the real estate investment world, Ken, and you've seen this time and time again, there can be a little bit of that greedy... Like you just look at the numbers and go, oh my gosh, we could be making so much money. And it looks great on paper until reality hits, and they call on the show and says, hey, my renter hasn't paid in six months, and they trash the place, and the HVAC's out. We owe on our current mortgage. We have a car loan. We have 97000 on the other property, and you feel the weight and the stress. Yeah. And we're all about financial peace around here. We're trying to simplify our life, especially financially. And when you have debt hanging all around you and you get starry-eyed at a real estate investment, that's where things can go south. And we've seen it time and time again here on the show, and I don't want that for Leslie's future. And we don't want it for anybody. Folks, it's just very simple that all that risk 
Uh, boy, I'll tell you. It's, it's not the sexy advice to say pay cash for investment It really property. isn't. No, no one wants to hear that. Got, well, not when you got a bunch of loudmouths posing in front of private jets on Instagram. And the bank says you can do it nothing down. Leverage and, yeah, it's just a trap. It's so risky, and it's just so destructive if it doesn't work. All right, folks, we are continuing on here in just a few moments. Quick break. Right back. Ken Coleman, George Campbell, my colleague, joins me this hour. We are so excited that you are here. We're also excited to be back on the road. Uh, with the rising cost of everything these days, a lot of folks are worried about having enough money in their bank accounts uh, just to get through the month. The good news is no matter where you are with your money today, no matter the state of the economy, you can get on a path of building wealth. At our Building Wealth Live events, you'll learn a simple common sense uh, group of principles to build real lasting wealth. Uh, the tour is really fun. We uh, had a spring uh, leg, and now we are uh, out uh, this fall uh, on a uh, leg going out west, if you will. Uh, Phoenix, we start, and September 12th is a brand new date. Our September 13th date in Phoenix is already sold out, so we added another day. Uh, Sacramento, November 1st, sold out. Minneapolis, November 10, and San Antonio, November 15th. You can get your ticket starting at $25. Or you can get a four-pack starting at $60. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. That's RamseySolutions.com slash events to reserve your seats. Now, uh, John Deloney and I do a little pre-show thing. We talk about love and work, right? Work and uh, relationships. And then uh, he and I join the panel, the illustrious panel it's being called. Yes. With uh, Dave Ramsey, who teaches for an hour, and then uh, Rachel Cruz, our dear friend. Uh, l- kind of leads the panel with Dave, you, uh, me, and John. It's a good time. You get you get what five of us up there. It's a party. It is. It and is. And a great talk from Dave Ramsey as well yeah. on building wealth yeah. and get rich quick and all the things he's seen with his perspective over thirty years of doing this mm-hmm. stuff. It's eye opening. It's encouraging. You're going to leave going. I can be a millionaire. Yeah. I can do this stuff regardless of what's happening in the economy or the White House. Yeah. So get your ticket. Bring some popcorn. And uh, join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Manuel uh, is joining us. Is that right? Am I reading the screen properly, George? We're traveling to Tokyo. I love this. This is an international show. Tokyo, Japan is where he joins us. How can we help? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's going on? Uh, Mainly, uh, well, as you might have guessed from my location, I I studied Japanese in college, and that took my career out out, uh, to the Far East. And currently I work for a Japanese firm and uh, it's a great, it's a great company. I have no problem uh, working with them. However, as I look to the future, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen with this, this company and I'm in the business world, but the, the thought of changing jobs is really scary to me because I, I don't have a degree in business. I have a degree or a, a STEM field degree. I have a degree in chap in the Japanese language. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, if experience is is more important here, I need another degree to get my foot in the door. If I ever 
uh, want to change jobs, but uh, I'd like some advice. If yeah, you, sure. If you are some. you thinking about changing jobs uh, sometime in the near future, or are you just thinking way ahead and going, what if I get tired of what I'm doing now, and I've got this specialty area, and I'm just wondering what's driving this call? Right. So the company is actually uh, planning to send me back to the States in three to five years. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, as you say, it's, it's more of a long-term mm-hmm. thing. I don't have any plans to leave this company. But yeah. What do you do uh, for them now? As I, I, so they're a, a contract manufacturer, and I'm in the sales department. Okay. So, so I, you're I'm a, more of an account manager. Okay, yeah. so you're an account manager. Um, and... Uh, I'm assuming you're leveraging your degree and your ability to speak Japanese fluently, or no? Yes, yes. That's okay. that's the main reason they hired me is because the uh, the production uh, is all conducted in Japanese. So to speak with their American clients, they needed somebody like me. Okay. And when you set out to get this major and this focus, what was your early vision? Why did you choose this? Because this is a very specific choice. I'm just curious, what was driving that? Well, I was, I was good at it and, uh, I got straight A's in all my Japanese classes and I thought, you know, if I'm good at it, I might as well keep going down this road and, uh, you know, here I am today. Yeah. Well, and I think what's happening and this is a good thing. What's happening is you're now realizing talent's not enough, aren't you? You're kind of like, I'm good at it, but there's something else out there. I know there's something else out there. You may have some specific ideas. You may not. But I teach on the Ken Coleman Show and here on the Ramsey Show the idea of how do I find a purpose in my work? How do I answer the question, what should I do with my life when it comes to work? And the combination is, Manuel, I use what I do best, talent, to do work that I enjoy, that's passion, to produce results that matter to me, mission. And I think what you're starting to realize is you've got the talent linguistically right and certainly you've been able to master the japanese language and it's gotten you a really good job but now you go okay that's just a skill set what do i enjoy to do and i think you're beginning to see that and you're starting to go oh how would i pivot am i right uh well i do enjoy my job it's it's more or less uh, security in the future right um, no, i understand but my point is is what know. do you want to do i mean there's got to be something up the ladder you, you you have much bigger vision than just being an account manager in sales True? Uh, <laughs> well, I stumped you on that one. Okay, well, that's fine. But but that's part of how I answered this question. For you to come up with ideas on what you want to do long term, you've got to get to the other two parts of that that that, that equation I gave you, talent plus passion plus mission. you got to start to identify, what do I really enjoy doing? You know, Who are the people I enjoy helping? How do I like to help them? And so this is a beginning of a process for you, and I'm going to give you a couple tools here. I'm going to give you my Get Clear Career Assessment. I want you to take it. It's about a 20-minute assessment. It's going to give you a detailed report on talent, passion, and mission and fill out a purpose statement for you to where you go, okay, now this becomes a filter for what I would do long-term, okay? And I'll give you my book, From Paycheck to Purpose, which will unveil the seven stages you'll take long-term. But to give you the advice today for you to begin to think about this, you've got to be able to say, all right, what could I do before you come up with what should I do? Okay, and I just think you're okay. early in your career, and you know I'm not. I don't want to put you on the spot, but are you tracking with what I'm telling you? Yeah, I have a long, more of a long-term vision where I want to see myself in ten, twenty years. That's it. 
that's the exploration, and it's fun. It doesn't need to be intimidating, George. Yeah, Manual. it's beginning to visualize what could I do, what would I enjoy doing, where do I want to do it. And even if you want to continue to be an account manager, do you not think you could go to another company and get an account manager job with the degree that you have, with your experience? So I've been I've been looking at the you know the different jobs uh, job postings, and most of them have as a requirement that you have a four-year degree in business or a related field. So that's kind I of the, truly the think they're going to see past that when they go, wow, yeah. this guy has some incredible experience. Yeah. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. He's great at this job. And they're going to overlook that piece of the requirement. You work for an international or multinational company. Yes. They don't care if you have a business degree. I'm just telling you. Not with the amount of experience three to five years from now. If you're going to stay with this company another two, three years, that's all the experience you need. Companies all around the world, certainly in the United States, will be happy to hire you. You're going to have tremendous experience. You do not need to go get another degree. Are you good at your job? Are you good at your job? I I like to think so. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Then you're going to be able to find another one doing just that. And can I ask you, it's 4.30 in the morning in Tokyo. Did you wake up just to call us? Yes, I did. Yeah. There it is, Ken. Well, I appreciate that. I respect that. that. And I really want to pay it off. Listen... The degree question is always going to come down to this. I've got to know where I want to go, okay, professionally, and then I have to ask, is a degree the only way I can get there? And then the second question is, is a degree the best way to get me where I want to go? But right now, young man, you just don't know where you want to go, and that's okay. There's no problem with that, but you don't have a mountaintop that you've got in your mind so the degree is an automatic no. There's no sense in getting a degree when we don't know where we want to go. Right now, you're doing really great. You're in a good company. You're, you're building your platform. How old are you? I'm 28 years old. Yeah, you're 28, Crushing. man. The 20s are all about exploration and experimentation professionally and beginning to see. And your 30s is when you begin to build. Your 40s and 50s is when you harvest. So you're in good shape, young man. Hang on the line. I do want you to take the Get Clear Career Assessment. It'll really help you with clarity and some confidence moving forward. We'll also give you the companion to that, From Paycheck to Purpose, the book that gives you the seven-stage process to actually get your dream job. Appreciate the call. Wow, it's really early, George. That's amazing. Really early. It's that kind of effort that's got him to where he is today, Kevin. This is The Ramsey Show. to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour. We're here to help you win in your money, your work, your profession, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Harrison joins us there. How can we help, sir? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, sir. All right, so I just got a new job here in Tennessee with uh, TVA. All right. So we are ten- uh, me and my wife are renting right now because we're just kind of waiting. We we did purchase land, but we couldn't really afford um, just the building prices. Like, it was just out of our budget right now. So we're just renting. 
So my question is, should I rent or sell the home that I had in South Carolina that we moved from? What are you um, doing with it now? I'm Right now it's just, it's vacant. Oh, that's not fun. Why do you want to rent yeah, it? So, um, because it's in a fantastic area. That area is really blowing up. And um, How much do you owe on that house? I owe 168000 and the interest rate is 2.8%. Ooh, nice. What's it worth? Um, one realtor quoted that we could get anywhere conservatively 250000 and then possibly up to 270000 Now, you guys said that you have this land, you're not doing anything with it as well on top of that. That's correct. Do you owe money you on that? You paid cash for that. You paid cash. Well, I'm, I'm completely debt-free um, except for the house. Except for this house in South Carolina. That's correct. Okay. I know what Dave would say, George. Well, my goal is for you to get a house. And so that means I'm selling this one because that's going to expedite the process to get a down payment. Yeah. And if it's a hot area, right. that means it's going to sell for a pretty yeah. penny. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, uh, Dave, I can hear him in my head right now going, don't be a long-distance landlord. Don't be a long-distance landlord. You know, it's just a pain in the you-know-what, you know? And George right. is right. That fast-forwards a lot of stuff for you. Correct. Um, My in-laws have experience with a company that handles that, and so I did talk to them. They had great reviews, and they estimated I'd get $1,400 to $1,500 a month if I did rent. But what do you owe on it every month? Uh, $900. Yeah, so So we're doing this for a few grand a year. It's not much money. That's if everything goes perfectly. So I'm selling this thing. I'm going to use that money as my future down payment. Okay. On top of saving up, what's your new income? Uh, it range it's around eighty to ninety thousand a year. So making eighty to ninety thousand a year, debt free, you should be able to sock away a, a good chunk of money on top of the sale proceeds from this house, and you can get in a house in the next year or two in your area. Yes, that sounds probably about right. That would be my plan, especially as homes continue to appreciate over the next five, ten years, especially in your area. That would be my plan. And ballpark, George, what do you think he puts down on the next house, knowing what he could get on this house? Uh, well, if you're saying you're going to sell it for two fifty and you owe one sixty eight, um, that's going to put you at about you know eighty four grand or so. And then you probably sock away out of that ninety thousand you're making, you could probably save another thirty thousand in the next twelve months, which gives you six figures to put down on your next property for your primary residence. Right. That puts you in a good financial spot. Think about that and lowering your expenses. I, I just, I think yeah. your in-laws are telling you and you respect them and I understand why, but I think your in-laws are trying to talk you in to uh, renting this house. But George said it beautifully, talking about a couple thousand dollars a month after you pay your mortgage. A on. year. Yeah, a year. Excuse me, a year. Thank you. That's just, I don't care if you got a, man, a company managing it for you or not. It's still a pain in the butt for a couple grand a year. I just think you have to really look at that. What's the benefit for that versus the 80000 getting you started on a fantastic down payment? And think about how long right. it would take you to save up $80,000 yes. out of your own income. Yes, very good point. So I like this I like this plan. You can do your plan, but man, this one sounds a lot more peaceful to me. I'd sell it. I Get would rid of sell it. it. You know, Ken and I, we're big fans. So there's a, there's I like to sell stuff. There's a big, you know, uh, the, the feeling is, why would you ever get rid of a rental? You can make so much money. Eh. Let's look at the numbers. There's not a lot of money to be made on this thing. I agree. I and agree. the hassle of it. 
So yeah, yeah, I agree. That's just one man's opinion. There it is. Mary Lou is up in St. Louis, Missouri. Mary Lou, how can we help? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, my husband and I are both retired, and uh, we recently sold a piece of rental property for $150,000, and we're just wondering which is the best way to invest it. Awesome. So you have $150,000 sitting in the bank right now? Yes. Awesome. And it's in money market. Nice. Okay. What? Give us a little snapshot of your financial picture. What do you guys have in retirement? Do you have any debt? Do you have an emergency fund? And what's your income? We we don't have any. We don't have any debt. Um, we have an uh, emergency fund of probably sixty thousand, um, and our income is probably fifty five a year. Okay, and what's in retirement? Uh, we've got about a hundred thousand, probably, or got more than that. I'm sorry. Um, we're in, we have investments with uh, Edward Jones, uh, probably four hundred thousand. Okay, and do you owe on your primary residence? No, we don't. We're not in any debt at all. We we have been blessed. That's that's great news. And so, really, you don't have any current plans that you need to make with this hundred fifty thousand dollars. No renovations, no car upgrades, nothing big that you're no, trying to do. No, nothing. We no, we don't. We just don't know what to do with it. We it's just laying there. You know, we would like to invest it in some way. Sure. Well, if you're going to use it in the near future, let's say three to five years, you could park it in an S&P 500 index fund if you're wanting to purchase property in the future. Are you wanting to get back into some real estate investing? No, actually, we're 82. We're both 82 years old, and uh, we've we've been there, done that, and uh, we just want to keep what we have. Well, that's great news. In that case, if you're just saying, hey, we want to want this to create income for us long term, use the power of compound growth, you can invest it in some great growth stock mutual funds. And if you need help choosing the right ones, you can connect with one of our smart investor pros at RamseySolutions.com. And they're going to help you make the best use of that $150,000. Because even at, you know, let's say 10% growth, well, that's 15 grand a year that's compounding for you versus it sitting in that money market making nothing. Right, right. So I like that plan a whole lot. But you guys have done so well. I'm proud of you guys. Well, we, we have been blessed. We have a large family. We have When we all get together, there's 30 of us. So. Wow. Uh, well, you we, might need to carve we, out some of that money for the catering. You might Hello. need to buy a few Astro vans to transport right. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we, we have been involved in, in such as that as well. <laughs> I'll bet. Well, Mary Lou, that is so great. Uh, de definitely, if you've not connected with one of our SmartVestor pros, RamseySolutions.com, click on the SmartVestor Pro tab uh, and interview a few folks. Uh, in your area. But and don't just let this money sit yeah, there. Yeah, they'll help you maximize this. And uh, what a, what an awesome blessing this is. So congratulations. I like on Mary that. Lou, Ken. Just so I peaceful. Too. I want to hang out with her. After the last call, I was wondering why I don't want to sell the rental. And now you hear Mary Lou going, we sold the rental. Feels great. <laughs> yeah, I we know. got a pile of she's, cash. She's 82. She said, we've been there, done that. She's like, that's for the whippersnappers. That's right. We're chilling. But there's a great teaching moment there. Because Mary Lou has options. Oh boy! Does when she? you call in and you go, we got a big She's pile got of cash. She's got one hundred fifty thousand options. We have no debt, no mortgage. Mm. What do we do? Yeah, that's an exciting problem to have. Versus being backed into a corner, going, we've got a huge pile of debt. We've got all these properties, all these mortgages. What do we do? Yeah, it's a very different tone. Yeah, and really uh, I'm is. proud of her. Yeah, that is awesome stuff. I love to hear it. That is just that is great. You know, eighty two. 
It's impressive. Got I, hope, the money. I hope you make it that long, Ken. I think you will. You think so? Yeah. I appreciate it. I that. think people who golf just tend to live longer. <laughs> and you've been out there on the course this morning. Well, you know, somebody's got to do it. You know, I it's find it to be job. I find it to be tremendous therapy if I'm being honest. Yeah. What do you do, George? What's not, your hobby? Not golf. Golf is very stressful. No, I know. To me. What do you do? Uh, I play guitar. You I like just to watch some stand-up comedy. That's what you do. Some good music. Yeah. So, play with my dogs. Okay. Dogs are therapy to me, Ken. You seem very lonely. It's gosh. <laughs> that's for the Dr. John Deloney show. I'll be calling in soon. Okay. Well, we can hang out after the show today. I, I appreciate like, that. I'll sit there and watch you play your guitar. Thank you. Feels, I need an audience. That feels pathetic. All right, don't go anywhere. More of your calls coming up next. This is The Ramsey Show. show where we help you win with your money, your work, and your relationships. Uh, we've been talking your ears off about how real estate market uh, is not going to crash. And how though we are in a mini recession, it's not the end of the world. Well, here's some more good news. Mortgage rates dropped more this past week than they have in any week since 2020. So George, we're seeing that. We're seeing the roller coaster of the mortgage rates, right? Oh yeah. And um, they're only down by, point, by about 0.3%. But uh, you can celebrate this win by refinancing or buying the house you've been wanting. Remember that making decisions based on facts, not fear, pays off in a changing market. So if you're taking this dip in mortgage rates as your chance to buy a home like other people are, make sure you're ready. Make sure you have an experienced real estate agent by your side to walk you through it. If you want to talk to one that's Ramsey Trusted, go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Those pros from our endorsed local providers program are top of the line and no how to help you through the market changes. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com slash agent, RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Georgia, you and Whitney. Yes, just went through this process. Recently took advantage, got yourself a good deal. And let me tell you, our agent was fantastic and gave us some great gifts. Oh, is that right? I got a giant Yeti cooler and a Roomba. As a what now? What's a Roomba? Yeah, one of those little robot vacuums. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Do you use it? We're about to. Just ro- on. It just roams around the house. He gets rid of all that dog hair while really? I'm not even home. Okay. That's a blessing. It doesn't bump into the furniture? No, it's smart. Ken, oh. you don't have one? Don't change your family tree. George, I just asked you live on the air what Sorry. a Roomba is. I of course you were, I don't have one. I thought you were playing coy. No, no. I'm genuinely interested. Right. You're the you're my friend who has the cool stuff. That's like true. You teach me stuff all the time. You're like, oh, I appreciate that. I learned stuff from you. Well, like, you know, the Gen Gen X, they missed out on all the the hot tech, <laughs> and us millennials, we took full advantage. Uh, there it is. I'll get you there. I'm here for you. Yeah, Ken. Uh, but you got the Yeti cooler too. It's my first one because I'm never going to spend four hundred dollars on a cooler. Well, you could sleep in that thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And right. I guess in an ice bath. I don't know what I'm well, doing in there. Yeah. Cold plunge. No, thank you. Yeah, I like that. Trevor's up in Chicago, Illinois. Trevor, how can we help? Hey, how's it going, guys? You guys are awesome. Love you guys. Oh, thank you very much. We love you, Trevor. We're going to send you a $5 bill for that public comment. I'm kidding. That's a joke. I'm not going to send you anything. He's going to be reaching out to you, Ken, saying, Venmo me 5 No, no, I was joking. I don't mean that. What's your question, Trevor? All right. 
I really need your help. Um, I'm on, I'm on step six, kind of. Well, um, now hold, so on, I, a hold on, hold what, on, hold on. How are you kind <laughs> of on baby step six? What does that mean? Okay, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna get into this, but I'll tell you. So we got to step two, skipped over steps three, four, and five, and paid off our house. I'm so confused. Then we went. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm actually tracking with it. So you no, have no you have one. no emergency fund. You've not been saving 15%. That's baby step four. You didn't well, fund anything okay, for college. So did, you just went to the house. Yeah, we. so we did step one, step two. We did step six. Yeah. Then we did step three. Oh. Now, now, we're, now we're past step four, and we're on step five. That's one way to do it. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> and here's the here's the deal. So I'm at basically savings for college, and and then I'm on step seven. And so you have no I've mortgage totally payment. Lost zero mortgage payment. And now we're just funding college and building wealth and being generous. Yeah. So technically, I'm, you're baby step just, seven. Technically, yeah. Yeah, you are the most confused debt-free person I've ever met. That's a compliment. <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> the way you just laid that out. I think you're exhausted. I think you're mentally exhausted. Uh, my just brain hurt just walking why, through that scenario. That's why I'm calling because I'm just totally not a gazelle anymore. Well, I'm you don't just, have to be. Oh, I feel like I blew your mind there. I think you I hurt think, Trevor's feelings. I, I oh, no. think the smoke is coming. No, 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 no. You don't have to be gazelle intense anymore. Am I right, George? Yeah, we we move from intense to intentional. Once we uh, are in baby step four and beyond. I got a slow clap. And Trevor, you've been very intentional, right? Yeah. So what are you beating yourself up for? Why don't you feel like you're intense enough? I guess because of the ambiguity of what college is going to be for my kids by the time they get to that age. What's your plan? What's your plan? How much are you planning to save? We don't have a plan right now. How many kids do you have? (laughs) Three. How old are they? Six, nine, and eleven. Okay, when you say you don't have a plan, are you putting anything aside every month? You said you were. What are you putting away? Yeah, we've got savings accounts for each of the kids. Are they ESAs or five twenty nines? They're no, they're just regular savings accounts. I guess our focus is to to since we're not at the fifteen percent, we're doing ten percent on step four. Why? So you don't have why? any payments. I'm con- do you That's not have true. enough money to invest fifteen percent? It's well, our kids are in private school, and it's it's kind of our, we're tight right now. I got you. Know? I get it. So, but I guess, I guess my point is is it, it's like it, it blew your mind when I told you you didn't have to be gazelle intense technically. You, you really don't right now, but you do have to be investing fifteen percent. Yeah, at least. Yeah. And if you put something away for college, yeah. that's bonus. So do right. not sacrifice okay. your own retirement to send Junior off to college. Right. I agree with that. Because they're going to be supporting mom and dad once they're out of college. And we don't want that. Is there a question in there? Because you ran us through a really yeah. fun exercise of how you did the baby yeah. steps. It was like a it was like a twister board uh, is how you well, went about yeah. doing it. What, what do, is there a question that we haven't answered? I guess one, my biggest question is, am I going to have enough for retirement? And that's kind of the thing that kind How of, old are you? I lose 42. How much do you have in retirement now? Two hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to be fine if you, you're going to work another teach. what fifteen twenty years. Twenty three years. 
Yes. You've got that planned out. You're not that lost. That's the quickest answer you've had all this entire And call. what's your house worth? 250000 Okay. Yeah. And so you've got, a, you've got about a half million dollar net worth. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. So in the next five years to 10 years, you'll be a Baby Steps millionaire. And 10 years after that, you're going to have multi-million dollars in your accounts and with your home appreciation. You're going to have enough. Okay. You're going to be fine. But forever. you do need to get that number up to 15%. Yeah. And then whatever's yeah. left over. And if private school is holding you guys back from being able to retire with dignity, we need to relook at private school and go, is this the right yeah. option for us right now? Right. Because how much is private okay. school costing you guys? 1500 a month. Ouch. I don't know how you paid off a mortgage and now you're tight after not having that payment anymore. What's your household income? A hundred thousand a year. Okay. I want to, I want you guys to look at that budget and do an audit and going, where are we overpaying? Do we need to check up on our insurance? Do we need to really ratchet down on eating out? Do we need to cut some subscriptions and do we need to get more income in the door? I think if you do all of those things, you need some margin in your life, especially to be a baby step seven. That's what this whole plan is about. Financial peace and you don't have it right now. Right. And that's where I'm wondering where all these money leaks are coming from. Yeah. Well, the hunt, Well, the, the house was paid off from a savings account. It wasn't really the debt snowball. It was in savings already. We just chose to pull it out of savings and kill the house debt. Okay. Does that make sense? So that that's probably why part of that was confusing. But I, I'm with George. I, I don't know why you have the fear um I'm not sure what's going on, but it just a good old fashioned, uh, you know, get in the old sandbox of the budget and look at everything. Because with the money you're making, even with the fifteen hundred dollars a month going yeah, towards private grand, school, you make a hundred. I you, don't know where the rest is going you, when you don't got, have payments. You've got plenty to be able to invest fifteen percent. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It shouldn't be that tight. So you've done this before. You were unorthodox about it, but but you still have had shown some discipline. So I think it calls for discipline and tightening where you need to tighten. I think George is absolutely right. Appreciate the call, but you're going to be fine. You're Trevor. doing better than you think you are. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate, celebrate. You sound like Eeyore. I want you acting like Tigger right now. That's what I want. You're in great shape, man. All right, that's uh, another hour in the books, George Campbell. We did it for the team behind the. The uh, glass that makes it all happen. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we love you, America. This is the Ranger Show. Do you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like Borrowed Future. Not so fun fact, America has a $1.6 trillion student loan crisis, and it's out of control. I'm George Camel, host of the Borrowed Future podcast, where we uncover the underbelly of the student loan industry and show you what you can do about it. It'll inspire you to see that it is possible to avoid student loans and graduate college debt-free. Listen to Borrowed Future wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.